Welcome to another powerful message recorded live at Christ Encounter Ministries in Longobon. We trust that you'll be truly encouraged and blessed by this message. So welcome everybody to Christ Encounter Ministries. We're so glad that you have tuned in and I'm so glad that you are listening. Today we are starting a new series. This series is titled, Which Way to Turn? You know, in this world that we are living in, in this time, especially now, there are so many situations and so many circumstances where we have a lot of choices to make. A lot of decisions that we need to make. A lot of important decisions that we need to make. And we all need to know and learn that there are consequences to the wrong decisions. And so in this teaching, in this series, I'm going to be building a platform today. Today, it's just a foundational teaching, just to get you in the place, getting you prepared so that we can move to the next level. We can get into the really, really good stuff, the really juicy stuff. But today is very important because you need to get a revelation of this building block, of this foundation, so that you will be able to tap into the ways and the means on how you can live a life making right decisions, accurate decisions, and living a life that is victorious. Jesus never designed the church to fail He designed the church to be victorious and powerful and to be a bright, shining light for the Gentiles. And so in this series, in this teaching, we are going to get into this and we're going to learn how we can function in a position of victory. And so when we look at our lives, when I look at my life, and I'm sure when you look at your life, You can look back in circumstances in life and situations in life where wrong decisions have been made. We can look back and we can think, man, if only I never made that decision. Sometimes many of us even had a gut feeling. How many of you know who that gut feeling is? Telling us to make a certain decision or not make a certain decision, but we go against it anyways. And then we look back and we, and we can see how there are consequences to our decisions. And then how we wish we had made the right decision. How we wish we never got involved in that bad relationship. How we wish we never confided in that person who we thought could be trusted. How we wish we never got into these bad habits, addictions. Things that rule our lives and have bad consequences. How about getting into debt? Those things that you really thought you wanted, you really thought you needed. Then when you get it and you realize, "Mm, not such a good choice. And then we are stuck with the consequences. Family, you need to hear me loud and clear. Every decision that we make apart from God, we are the ones that are responsible for those decisions. 
God has no responsibility, nor is he accountable to the bad decisions you make. Scripture says, Galatians 6 verse 7, Don't be deceived. So child of God, don't be deceived. If the scripture starts like this, that means that there are many people that are deceived in this area. And so he says, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever, good or bad, a man sows that he will also reap. Another translation which might drive it a little bit more home is the New Living Translation. It says this, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You cannot mock the justice of God. God is a completely just judge. He's not going to judge you for things that you are doing if he is the one that is causing you to do it. God is not in control of your decisions unless you put him in control of your decisions. And even when you put him in control of your decisions, you still need to make the right one. So you can't mock the justice of God. God is 100% just. And we have the choice to make the right decisions. And then as a just judge, only then can he judge us based upon our decisions on life. Doesn't that make sense? How could it be a just judge if he was pulling the strings in our life, making us do things, controlling everything, and then still judge us for the wrong things we're doing? It's like if you had to do a play, for example, or make a movie, and you have a perfectly good person, and then you make them the villain, then afterwards they get judged for being the villain. That doesn't make any sense. The justice of God will not be mocked. Whatsoever you sow, you will reap. The scriptures are jam-packed. Jam-packed. Where we can see how conditional the blessings are. And how conditional the consequences are. If you carefully obey his instructions... If you are obedient and do what he asks you to do, you will have good success. If you are not obedient, if you do not follow his instructions, you are the master of your own destruction. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 28, and many people love the scripture, me included. <clears throat> and I've conf confessed the scripture so many times. And it's a truly wonderful scripture, but we have to read into this. We have to look at this a little bit more carefully. Because there's qualifications in all the scriptures. There's always a man part and there's always a God part. It says, the start of the scripture, the heading says this. Blessings for obedience. Wow. Right there. You will be blessed if you're obedient. God starts and he says this, if you fully obey the Lord your God, not partially, not 
Lord, I'll, I'll serve you in this, but that, you know. He says, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow all his commands, the Lord will set you high above the nations on the earth. And all these blessings will come upon you and accompany if you obey the Lord your God. Now we're going to read through these scriptures, the scripture, and you're going to see how in every area of our life he has made it relevant. It says you will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. Demographic. If you follow and obey God's commandments and you go where he tells you to go, you live where he tells you to live, you will be blessed in the city, in the country. The fruits of your womb will be blessed, your children. If you follow and obey the instructions of God and you raise your children according to how he tells us to, your children will be blessed. Continues to say, and the crops of your land and the, lung of, the young of your livestock, the calves of, the, of your herds and the lamb of, the, of your flocks, your possessions, they will also be blessed. Your baskets and your kneading trough will be blessed. Food, there's instructions on food. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. There's instructions on the consistent favor of God wherever you go. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you in one direction, but flee from you in seven, even in battles and struggles. God has commandments. He says, if you obey me and carefully follow my commands, I'm giving you all of these areas, you will have success. It's optional. The scripture continues to say that the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land he has given you. Business, work, new endeavors. Only if you obey and carefully follow his commands. Scripture says that he will establish you as his holy people. Your conduct, your spiritual growth. As he promised you on oath. And there he says again. If you keep the commands of your Lord. And walk in obedience to him. Verse 10. Then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will fear you. Honor. He will give you honor amongst men. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. Wow. In the fruits of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your, of your ground, in the land that he saw your ancestors to give your, uh, to your ancestors to give to you, prosperity in all areas. It says, verse 12, the Lord will open up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, and send rain on your land in season and bless all the works of your hands. Says this. In verse, in the rest of that verse, he says, you will lend to many nations. Listen to this. If you follow the Lord and his commandments carefully, you will lend to many nations and borrow from none. Financial management. 
debt. Money matters. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. Promotion. Positioning. The rest of the scripture says again, if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord that I give you this day and carefully follow them, conditional, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. And if we didn't get it, God reiterates it. He says, do not turn aside from any, any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left. The rest of that scripture, in verse 15, every single one of those categories, God lists them. He says, listen, if you are, it's, it's, it's titled curses for disobedience. And God says, listen, if you're not going to follow me, if you're not going to carefully follow me, if you're not going to be obedient, if you're not going to do the commands, do what the scriptures say, then there's going to be curses that's going to come upon you. Not his will. He wants you to have the blessings. But the scripture says that if you don't follow his commands, if you don't do what will happen, it says prevalent sicknesses will come. You will not succeed in anything. You will build vineyards, but you will not eat the fruit of it. Your children will go into captivity, drugs, captivity, things like that. It says your enemies will, uh, when your enemies come against you, they're not going to scatter and flee in seven. You're going to scatter and flee in seven. It says you will always be below and never be above. You will always be the tail and never be the head. You will owe many in debt, but you will not lend. And the scripture says, verse 45, all these curses will come on you. Why? Because of disobedience. They will pursue you. They will overtake you until you are destroyed. Why? Because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. Optional. Now we can see clearly that if we want to have success, if we want to have prosperity in every area that was mentioned, then we need to know what is God's will. We need to know what is His instructions. We need to be able to receive His instructions and we need to follow them. Not turning left, not turning right. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. And we follow His instructions and then we will have incredible, incredible blessings. Now I need to ask you a question. If we do not listen to God's instructions and we develop bad eating habits and we do not look after our bodies and we eat the wrong foods, we don't exercise and something happens to us health-wise, did God pluck that person out as a flower in their garden? I don't think so. Whose fault is that? Is that a consequence of a wrong decision? Absolutely. If we do not listen to God's instructions, and we don't manage our finances correctly, and we get into debt, whose fault is that? God's fault? 
I don't think so. If we do stupid and careless things, reckless things, develop bad habits, get into trouble because of our wrong choices, who's to blame? God? I don't think so, family. Make no mistake, we will all have to live with the consequences of our decisions. Daily we make decisions. And they might have consequences on that day or they might have consequences down the line. But we, nonetheless, are the ones that need to understand that the decisions that we make, apart from God, God has nothing to do with those decisions. Unless we are surrendered to God. And our lives surrendered to Him. And we surrender Him as Lord over our lives. As Lord over our children. As Lord over our finances. As Lord over our decisions. Then we are Lord over our lives and not Him. And we are responsible for those decisions and not Him. Family, listen carefully to what I'm about to say. You should never start a business. Never start a ministry, never start anything, never make massive decisions in your life and then say, hey Lord, won't you just bless this decision of mine? Won't you, hey Lord, won't you bless my business? Hey Lord, won't you bless this? You see, Jesus is Lord. You are not your Lord. The scripture says, now this is for Christians. If you're not a Christian, well, this is not for you. But the Bible says that you do not belong to yourself. That's the scripture. He said that he bought you and paid for you and rescued you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. As a child of God, as a servant, you are not your Lord. And if you are making decisions apart from God, and trying to get God to tag along and bless what you are doing. That's not right, family. That's not how it works. We need to get instructions from God. We need to hear His voice. Before Peter walked on the water, before Peter stood out in faith, he said, Lord, if that be you, bid call me, then I will come. You never step out and try incredible faith things, try do things for God, unless you know and have heard the word of God and you are confident that you are in His will and then you are in blessings. Family, listen to this. Even if someone comes and tells you they had a dream, they had a vision. They have a prophecy for you. You don't follow that. You don't listen to that. We are not called to follow people, dreams. Listen, if I followed some of the dreams and some of the, the, the visions and the prophecies that some people have given me in my life, I would never have gotten where I am today. But the scripture says this, 1 John 4 verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. 
You must test them to see if the Spirit comes from God, that they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Family, please, don't watch YouTube where you've got a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old kid who's coming up with these wonderful revelations and preaching and teaching to you. Don't listen to teachings where people have put on an, a recording, a computer recording. Don't listen to those so-called false prophets who have not done anything in their life. They have not accomplished anything. They're just sitting in their house. No one following them. And then just breaking down the churches of God that are saving and doing wonderful things for Christ. Family, Romans 8 verse 14. I've lived by this family. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. You're not led by prophecies, family. You're not led by people's visions or dreams. You are led by the Spirit of God. And unless you are following His leading, doesn't matter if someone gave you a prophecy. doesn't matter if someone gave you a dream. Those decisions are all on you. Family, we need to follow God. Step by step, we need to allow Him to lead. It is only in this position of trust Complete reliance. Desperate dependence. Desperate dependence. I'm desperately dependent upon God. Will we be able to live victoriously? Family, I want you now to just stop for a moment. Think about the life. Think about the decisions you've made this last week. Think about the decisions you've made this last month. How about this last year? How many of these decisions... Have you made that is fully in accordance to His will? How many of those decisions have you seeked God first? Have you allowed Him to be Lord? Have you been led by the Spirit? Because all of those decisions, if they fail, that's got nothing to do with God, family. Stay with me. I know many of you might thinking now, hang on a second. I'll back this up with scripture. Back this up with scripture. We look right at the beginning of the Bible where we can see how bad decisions have consequences. Not only for the people making the bad decisions, for even other people as well. And this, the greatest example, is seen in Genesis with Adam and Eve. Genesis 2 verse 16. Listen to this. And the Lord God commanded the man. Who's that? Adam. What did God do? He commanded him. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. What's that? Free will. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God's commandment. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Instructions. Life. Death. Blessings. Curses. Free will. 
So we can see, was it God's will for them to eat the fruit? No. Did God not command them not to eat the fruit? Of course. But they had free will. They had the option. They had the choice, just like you do. God's not pulling the strings. I'm sorry, but he is not. And the scripture says, we all know what happens. They ate the fruits and we all know what happens. Now, family, God is sovereign. And if he's sovereign, he has the capacity to make up his own mind how he wants to do things. And he gave them free will through his sovereignty. He did not force them through his sovereignty to make the right decisions because you can't force love. That's a package deal. Love is a free will package deal. God created us to be children. He wants us to love him. He wants us to choose him. But for true love to work, it is a free will choice, an option. So Adam and Eve had the choice to obey God. It was his commandments. They had a choice to stay within his will, remain in Eden, remain in blessings, remain in the good will of God. But they disobeyed it. Stepped out of his will. And we read in Genesis 3 verse 17. This is the consequences. Genesis 3 verse 17. To Adam he said. Because you have listened to your wife. And ate the fruit from the tree. Which I commanded you not to do. You must not eat from it. I commanded you Adam. Adam. I commanded you. I told you. Do not eat the fruit, Adam. I commanded you. Now it says, Cursed is the ground, Adam, because of you. Did God curse the ground? No. It was through his incorrect choice. He stepped out of the will of God. He allowed sin the first time to enter into the world. There was no sickness in the Garden of Eden. And God says, now, through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles, problems. Now hard work, now painful toil, now thorns, now thistles. Now you've stepped out of the will of God, stepped out of Eden, and sin had entered. Now, God never enforced his will on them. Just as he's not enforcing his will on you. Consider if you're a parent and you conceive a child. As parents, you manufacture a child. You conceive a baby. You take care of this baby. You nurture this baby. You look after this baby. You teach this baby well. This baby grows up, becomes an adult and goes into the world. You were the sovereign parents of these child, but do you have the right to tell them how to live their lives? I don't think so. As a parent, you try and train your kids, you 
hope and wish for the best for them. But as grown-ups, they make their own decisions. They have their free will. And it's the same with God our Father. John 10 verse 10 says that He has made available for us blessings, enjoyable and wonderful life. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness, as witness as the choice you make. I am not going to force you to make that choice. I am not going to enforce my free will. I've placed before you life. I've placed before you death. I've placed before you blessings. I've placed before you curses. Now I'm calling heaven and I'm calling earth as witnesses. So you can't point fingers at me, God's saying. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Make no mistake. God has a plan mapped out for you. Listen carefully. In his plan there's blessings. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans that are good. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Not to harm you. It's not his plans to harm you. Do you know that he has numbered the days. Your days. But in his plan. In his will. Many people say, well, Pastor Carl, God's numbered the days. He's numbered our days. <laughs> That's your choice. Whether you're going to walk in the blessings, whether you're going to walk and fulfill the plans which he has for you. That Psalms, uh, says in Psalms 91, with long life will I satisfy you. Read the beginning of the scripture. That's not for everybody. It's those who walk in the shadow of the Almighty. It's all optional. Everything's optional. The blessings are optional. We learned that. Isaiah 1 verse 19, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. Long life is optional. To walk in the numbered days that, the God, has, that God has for you is optional. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 17 do not be excessively wicked and do not be a fool. Why should you die before your time? God's not plucking roses for his garden family. Ezekiel 13 verse 19 and the Bible's packed with situations like this. You have killed those who should not have died and have spared those who should not live. You see, family, Romans 6 verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death. So if you're going to live a sinful life, if you're going to walk in disobedience to God, if you're not going to let Him be Lord, the wages, the payment that you will earn through your sin is death. Blessings, curses, life, death, obedience, sin. It's not that difficult, family. Family, God is sovereign. He is the creator of all things. He is almighty God. 
Everything is His. But in His sovereignty, He has established laws and principles. Does He have the right to do so? Absolutely. Which He won't break. He's a man of His word, which is not the right terminology, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Just as you get a man of His word, God will never break His word. He has the power. He has the ability to override all of his laws, all of his plans, everything he has instituted. No problems whatsoever. But he has created everything through his word. And scripture says that everything is holding together through his word. Hebrews 1 verse 3 and Genesis you can read. He creates everything through his word. His word created everything. His word is holding everything together. Do you think he can break his word? What consequences do you think God breaking his word would have on all creation? Psalms 138 verse 2. For you have magnified your word above your name. So God will always honor the word that he has given and he will never break that word and in his word he has given us the freedom to make our own choices family we need to be really real with each other totally honest and totally open let's just be honest with each other let's just be real with each other are we fully obeying God's commandments. Are we following his instructions? Is there sin in our life that God is telling us, hey, you need to stop this, but we've justified it, or we've tried to ignore it? And then I want to ask you, so whose fault is it if maybe you're not experiencing the fullness of his blessings. Maybe we're not fully obeying God. I know I can be a little bit more sensitive in following his leading. And that's what I've been trying to do. But family, in order to keep the devil out. And to keep God in. We need to fully obey the word of God. Now I suppose many of you might be saying at this point in time. Well I have a little bit of sin in my life. But it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's not going to kill me, you know. It's not uh, so. Get with the times, Pastor Carl. You know, trying to be good as works, Pastor Carl. I don't want to get into works. No, it's not works. It's called obedience. Works is trying to earn favor. Works is trying to earn salvation. But there is obedience. That's what we need to do. Let me just touch on this. People say that, you know, we don't need to follow the commandments anymore. Because the commandments is works. It's the law. We're not under the law anymore. Well, can someone please tell Jesus Christ? Because according to Jesus, the commandments are still very much intact. In the account of Mark 10 verse 17, we have the account of the rich young ruler who asked Jesus this question. 
good teacher, what must I do to, to inherit eternal life? Do you want to know what Jesus said? Verse 19. You know the commandments, right? What commandments? Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not cheat. Honor your mother and your father. Doesn't that sound like the commandments? Absolutely. It's obedience. And you might say, well, you know what? Like I said, my sin can't be all that bad. It's not that, you know, let's get with the times and everything. It's not going to kill me. That's exactly how Satan deceived Adam and Eve. God said, don't eat the fruits of the tree or you will surely die. Satan came. It's in Genesis. Um, Genesis. It's in Genesis. And he says to, to the woman, he says, did God really say you mustn't eat that tree? The woman said, yes. Well, God said we can eat all the trees. But he said, we must not eat of that tree. We must not eat of that tree that's in the middle of God. We mustn't touch it or we'll die. He said, you're not going to die, man. The serpent said to the woman, because God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good or evil. So if you are trying to make up your own mind, what is good, what is evil, what is sin and what isn't, you your own God right there. You're deceived. That deception of Satan has already taken hold. If God says no, it's no. It's that simple. So family, I'm going to close with this. I hope that I've taught you just a little bit in this time to realize how important it is to know what is God's will. How important it is to follow His instructions. How important it is to be led by Him every step of the way. How important it is to make Him sovereign in your life. God will only be sovereign in the areas of your life that you surrender to Him. If you want God to be your sovereign God, you need to surrender those areas of your life to Him. In the next sessions, I'm going to teach you wonderful, wonderful oracles and mysteries of God and it'll show you how God has made a way that we can be so supernaturally empowered with wisdom and guidance he wants to lead you he wants you to have the blessings Jesus came according to John 10 verse 10 that you may have life enjoyable life abundant and overflowing life and we're going to learn to start making right decisions. So as I close with this, I need to ask you this question. Perhaps in listening to this message, you've realized, you know what? I've made a lot of wrong decisions in my life. Messed up a lot. Done a lot of things that I shouldn't have. Maybe you need to get right with God. If I ask you this question, be led by your spirit, not with your thinking, led by your spirit. If you had to die today, are you sure that you will be received in heaven? 
If the answer is no, and it's not a head thing, but a spirit thing, then chances are you're not born again. You're not saved. Because the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is a deposit. He's the deposit in us that will confirm our inheritance and salvation. And He will bear witness. He will tell you if you say, I'm not afraid of death. I look forward to it. That's because I know where my home is and the Holy Spirit witness inside me. But you see, salvation is a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. I was a 15-year drug addict, lost to the world. The worst sinner you could imagine. And all I had to do was surrender to God. And the Bible says when you get born again, He makes all things new. He washes away your sin. Makes you as white as snow. All those bad decisions. All those messed up decisions. All of that nonsense. All the things that I've done in my past. He wiped it away. Gave me a clean slate. Brand new. As white as snow. And so I want to give you this opportunity. Maybe the Spirit of God is moving in your heart. You just feel in your heart. I need this. I need a fresh start. I need a new start. I want to start making right decisions. I want to make Jesus my Lord. I have been Lord of my life for long enough. I have been making all of these decisions. It's not working out. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, I want to lead you in a scriptural prayer. Romans 10 verse 8. It says this, if you declare... Very important. You have to declare it with your mouth. That Jesus is your Lord. And you receive him in your heart and believe that he died and rose again. And that's a historical fact. You don't even need faith for that. Just history books will tell you Jesus rose again. And he walked on this earth for 40 days. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saw him. It's a historical fact. So if you believe in Jesus, you ask him to come into your heart. You believe that he died and rose again. And you repent for your sins. You make a decision. You know what? I'm going to change my life. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Coming from a 15-year drug addict, I wasn't changed overnight. But every time I made the mistake, I knew it wasn't okay. I went to God. I said, help me to do better. Help me to do better. Believing and trusting in you. I'm depending on you. But you see, there's an effort. There's a man part. Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, you cut it out. We have to play a part. God's not just going to change us unless we are surrendered to him. And so, if you need to make Jesus your Lord, if you've made the wrong decisions in your life and you want a clean slate, you want to start again, maybe you've kind of drifted from God and you're not where you want to be, and you just want to really look, Now I I, I need to make a clean start. I need to know that my salvation is assured. I need to know by the presence of the Holy Spirit in me. Maybe you need a Pentecost experience today on Pentecost. I need to know that my salvation is secure. If that is you, then pray this prayer with me. Don't pray it from your mind. Pray it from your heart. And I promise you, If you're serious about God, He will touch you. He will change you. The Bible says that He will rescue you from this world, from this kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. 
Scripture says that as you become born again, the Holy Spirit puts a seal on you. It says, you are my. And you get welcomed into the kingdom of God. You don't have to do nothing. You just need to believe. You need to surrender. And you need to repent. And trust in God to lead you. So if that's you, pray this prayer boldly to God. Forget about me, you're talking to God. Say this. Say, Father, today I realize that I need Jesus. I've messed up, Lord. I've made so many mistakes. So many wrong choices and decisions. I have been Lord over my life. And now I want to surrender my life to you. Jesus Christ, please forgive me for my sins. Please give me a new start. Please wipe the slate clean, Jesus. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please place your seal upon me. Please rescue me from this dark world into your kingdom of light. I want to follow you. And so today, I choose you, Jesus. I make you the Lord of my life. Take my life. Do whatever you want with it. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you died and rose again. Now fill me with your Spirit. Fill me to overflowing. Let me feel your presence now. Let me know that you are real. Touch me in a powerful way, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Wow. I'm sure that many of you experienced a touch of the Lord. And I just want to ask you, just leave in the comments or something, or a thumbs up, or a subscribe, or whatever. Let us know that this ministry has touched you, touched your life. Encourage us. And I want to thank you so very, very much for being a part of today's ministry. And get hooked up with us on CastBox. Tune in on a Wednesday evening for Word on a Wednesday. And until we see you again, God bless you. Trust that you are truly blessed.
and encouraged by this message. If you would like to find out more about Christ Encounter Ministries in Longabon, please feel free to check out our website at christencounter.co.za.